Welcome to Matt Noel Ministries Sermon Podcast. Feel free to download these sermons and share them with your friends and family. Thanks for listening. God bless. Today I want to uh, just talk. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter message and we're, we're going to be out of here. Um, of course, Gordon, you can just put the next slide down. Santa Claus is coming to town, right? Everyone said Amen. Okay, they're like Matt. You're like on your way south if you don't repent, right? <laughs> no, just right. Like Santa Claus is coming to town today. It's a special day in Aurelia, and uh, today is Aurelia Santa Claus Parade, right? It started already. It's working its way down, and uh, I know my little munchkin, my my little, my little munchkins are excited to hurry their little you know feet downstairs to see the clowns and the candies and the you know the guys, false prophets driving in cars. <laughs> Or whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Oh, Lord, I better stick to the word of God. Um, but, but Santa Claus is coming to town. And so, you know, we all know, you know, we, we've told our kids the truth. We've told them that Santa, you know, isn't real. And just leave it there, Gordon. Don't be antsy. And, and Santa Claus isn't real. He's just a, a character and a cartoon fun character guy that, that is a part of Christmas, that's, that's evolved into be a part of Christmas time. He's not the reason for Christmas. Jesus is the reason, children, and, and we've taught them that. So our kids know and they're learning, um, you know, amidst the excitement and, of presents and Santa and all that stuff, that Jesus, born in a manger, is, is the reason, and that, that Christ our Savior is the reason for Christmas, right? And so they know that. We, we, we are not going to lie to our kids because we don't want to be liars and then face Jesus on Judgment Day, and we don't want to lead our kids into deception because the truth is Santa Claus isn't real. If you didn't know that, I apologize, but he's not real, okay? And, and we're going to talk a bit more than Santa Claus today. But Everett, you look surprised. Are you okay, Everett? You're a handyman? <laughs> okay. But, but Santa's not real, and, and our kids are aware of that. But children all across the world, they, they believe in the guy, and, and many believe that Santa Claus is real, and he really comes down the chimney, and he really comes on Christmas Eve once a year with a sleigh full of toys and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and all the reindeer, and, and he comes down their chimney, and he and they eats the cookies and milk. And, and I don't know where this is found in the Bible, but they believe it. They believe that this actually happens. Many kids believe that. And, and it's, it's not true. And again, <laughs> every, <laughs> but, but it's not true at all. And, and so it, the point is people believe that Santa Claus is real. And they believe sometimes that, that Santa Claus is actually coming to our town, and he's actually going to leave gifts and he's actually gonna you know be in our house and and, and santa claus is actually gonna come down they, they believe that right but we know that it's about it's about jesus being christmas and so i want to talk to you today about a little kind of a twist you can put the next slide up gordon about how jesus christ is coming to town amen boy i knew that would make you clap actually i had no idea but i like when you clap that's good but let me tell you, Jesus Christ, today is a reminder for us as Christians. Jesus Christ is coming to town. And Jesus Christ is real. Children, hear my voice. Jesus Christ is real. He is God. He is a man who has been glorified and resurrected. And he is in heaven right now. And he's seated on his throne next to the right hand of our Father God, amen? 
He is the anointed one. He is the risen one. And the Bible says in Revelation, he's coming back on a horse with a sword out of his mouth, with a name on his thigh. Praise the Lord. He's got a tattoo. Jesus got the tattoo. Praise the Lord. That's my justifying it. No, it's not. I'm just joking. But Christ is coming back. Amen. And it's really going to happen. It's not once a year like Santa Claus. It's not just, you know, it, nobody knows when, right? But we know that it is going to happen. Jesus Christ is going to come back. He's coming to town. The book of Isaiah chapter 9. You don't have to go there. I'll tell you when it can turn. Just listen up. This is very familiar. Being a whole, you know, I had Christmas music playing. We, we played a Christmas carol. The Santa Claus parade's coming down the street. You know, this is kind of like a pre-Christmas service. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 to 7, is, uh, it's a prophecy that the prophet Isaiah is, was give, gave, and it says this, and many of you can quote it, For unto us a child, speaking of Jesus, is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. In other words, man, he's going to reign supreme. Amen? The government is going to be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God everlasting father prince of peace of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end upon the throne of david and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever the zeal of the lord of hosts will perform this isaiah was prophesying this was a man who got out the microphone sound system, stood up on the mountain in those days and proclaimed that there's going to be a child born to us. And he's going to come and he's going to fix brokenness. He's going to come and he's going to forgive sin. He's going to come and he's going to bring peace. He's going to be the mighty God. He's going to be the everlasting father. He is going to be wonderful. He's going to be counselor. He is God in the form of a baby. It's going to happen. He's going to come. This child, he's coming. And then he said in the, in the end of verse 7, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. In other words, it's going to happen. Amen? This was spoken. This prophecy was spoken 700 years before Jesus Christ's birth. Did you know that? That's a long time. You can imagine the doubt and the people saying, where's this child, Isaiah? Where's this Savior? When's he coming? Right? 700 years. That's a long time. But turn with me to Luke chapter 2. We find the answer of whether it came true or not. Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to 20. We're just going to read the Christmas story here. Get us all feeling tingly-wingly, ready for Christmas. But this proves right here that the prophecy spoken 700 years prior to what we're going to read was true. It was real. He, w- he was going to come, and it was right here. Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to 20. I'm just going to read. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be uh, registered. This census first took place while uh, Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David 
to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, uh, who was with child. And so it was that while they were uh, there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her hearts. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. There it is. Isaiah said it's going to happen. And we find here that it happened. And From this day, the the birth of Christ, the day that we celebrate Christmas, this is what it represents. Amen? It changed the world. This day changed the whole course of history of mankind is when Christ came, when this prophecy spoken 700 years earlier came true. Flip over with me to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16, verse 24 to 27. You're like, where are you going with this? Is is this a Christmas message? Are we going to get up and sing Joy to the World soon and drink some hot cider? What's going on? We're going to find out here. We're we're not talking really about Christmas, but we're talking about how how Christ Christ came and how Christ is coming again. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 27. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. This is Jesus speaking to you and to me today. Jesus says in verse 24, Matthew 16, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, they will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world or everything in this world, and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Verse 27. For the Son of Man will come. Say that with me. For the Son of Man... He what? Sorry, what? The Son of Man. Who's the Son of Man? 
Jesus, come on, Emma. Emma's getting excited. Jesus will come. Let's say it. Jesus will come. For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and there that excuse me, then he will reward each according to his works. Right? Jesus said, so so Isaiah said he's coming. Jesus came. He he was born, he grew in, in, in the power of the Holy Spirit in the scriptures. He grew into a man and he, and he came to die for the sins of the world. That's why he came. But as he was living, he said, Listen, if you want to be a Christian, if you want to follow me, then you're to die to yourself daily. You are to deny yourself. You're to pick up your cross, which represents death, which represents that the things of this world, not being caught up in all the things of this world, that it means dying to all of that and saying, Lord, have your way in me. I want to be solely yours. Jesus said, that's what you need to do. And when you do that, then you can come and you can follow me. Then you can label yourself a Christian. Amen? Then you can read your Bible and be changed and be impacted and be empowered. Then you can pray and he will hear you. When you deny yourself, when you forsake this world. Amen? And then you can follow him and then your life changes forever. But why, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to deny ourselves? Why, why, do we, why is it so hard? Why does Jesus ask for everything? Because he does. It's not just a little prayer, as Pastor Paul says, a little ticket, you know, in your back pocket and, and, and fire insurance from hell. That's a joke and a mockery. Jesus says that we're to do this and the reason why we're to deny ourselves every day of our lives and say, Father, whatever you want, I want. Whatever you lead, I'll go. Whatever you say, I'll do. The reason why is verse 27. For the Son of Man will come back. He will come in the glory of his father with his angels. And there then he's going to reward each according to his works. That's the reason why. Because this earth is not going to continue on as it is. The day is coming when planet earth is going to be consumed in fire. And who's going to light it up? God is going to light it up. This ball, this planet that billions of people live on is one day going to be a ball of fire. Great balls of fire, right? But he's coming. Jesus Christ is coming again. And he's going to reward his people. Those that denied themselves. Those that picked up their cross and followed him daily the best that they could. And when they stumbled and fell, they got back up under and they repented of their sin. And they ran the race and picked their cross back up again. Those people are going to receive a great reward from Jesus on that day. And those who chose not to will not receive a reward. But we will be cast out into outer darkness, as the scripture says. Into fires of hell. Everlasting fires for those who reject him. He's coming again. He's coming again. So why do we have to do all this? Because of that simple truth. He's coming again. 1 Thessalonians, don't turn there, just listen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. Marjorie, I spoke this, we read this together this week. You're going to remember this scripture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. Listen to this. This will fire you up. If it doesn't, then go see Santa Claus. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout 
with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, then we who are still alive on planet earth and remain shall be caught up together with those who were dead in Christ, with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Amen? I wrote, Hallelujah, glory to God in my Bible. Verse 18, Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Right now, I'm comforting you right now that if you are denying yourself, if you are a Christian, I'm encouraging you that day is going to come. And he won't be wearing a red suit and a hat with a ball on it. He is going to come and he is going to reward you. And when he comes, you're going to go and you're going to fly up into the clouds. You're going to meet him in the air. You're going to be with your brothers and sisters in Christ forever. Forever. It'll never end. And great will be your reward that Jesus will hand over to you himself. Amen? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Oh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 16 to 18. Mark it, highlight it, write glory to God beside it. Mine's pink and yellow and blue and all sorts of colors. Amen. He came once and he's coming again. Chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians says this, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night which means that it's inevitable, but it's unpredictable. Jesus' coming is inevitable. It's going to happen, but it's unpredictable. For when they, speaking of the world, when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us, Christians, not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober or be alert. Amen? Let us watch. Let us pray. Let us daily anticipate the coming of our Lord. It doesn't mean that's all you think about. You got to love your wife. You got to raise your kids. You got to work your job. You got to pay the bills. You got to eat your food. You got to sleep. You got to brush your teeth. Absolutely brush your teeth. Right? You got to live life still. But God is saying, live your life in such a way where you know that any day, like a thief comes in the night, Christ is going to come. He's going to break through the clouds and he's going to come and we're going to meet with him in the air. But we don't know when it's going to happen. So we need to be watchful. We need to be alert. We need to be ready. We need to watch and pray and be alert at his coming. Jesus said, when you see earthquakes and famines and disease and, and economy crashing and violence and crime getting worse and worse, Jesus said, you make sure you're looking up in your spirit. And sure, naturally, but make sure you're looking up. Make sure you're ready to go because any day he's going to come in the blink of an eye like a thief in the night and he's going to receive his people unto himself forever and it will be too late amen praise the lord so the question is as we close shortly what do we do my goodness like what we just read and heard like what do we do how do we do this how do we live this life well thank god for the bible jesus gave us the answer and we're going to read the answer together we're going to read the answer that christ spoke that christ gave you and me of how we're to live our lives 
so that we can be ready for his return. Amen? Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. We find our answer. Matthew 6, verse 19, Jesus, I mean, Jesus preached, they call it the Sermon on the Mount, like he preaches a massive sermon through chapter 5 and through chapter 6, um, but this is just, we're going to get some portions of it, Matthew 6, verse 19, <clears throat> this is, this is a part of our answer here of, of how we're to live our life here in this world in the midst of a perverse and greedy and selfish and prideful uh, society, Jesus says, <clears throat> Do not, everyone say do not. Do not, does that mean like just like don't? Is that what it means? Like don't do this? Okay. So don't do this. Don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Is that clear? All right. But he didn't, he didn't stop there. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth or rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. So what he's saying there is, don't get consumed with the material things of this world. I don't know why I'm saying this, but we, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. But Jesus said, don't lay up for yourselves. Don't live your life. Don't, Don't get all flustered at, the latest advancement in technology or the biggest, newest 3D plasma 65-inch TV. Like, wow, that would be great. But don't, get, don't lay up. Like, don't, don't worry about those things. Don't, don't focus on, on material things. Don't focus on money and, and making it big in the, in the job scene and, 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 and making a name for yourself and, 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 and treasures, homes and cars and, and things here on earth. He says, because... Moths, I don't know what moths do, but they're, I know they're powdery, but I guess they might destroy it, and, and they eat it, yeah? And I guess, that, is that where mothballs come in to keep them away? <laughs> Revelation, woo! Now I know what those stinky things are for, right? We, we, <laughs> when we moved to our house, we opened the little closet there, and it stunk like mothballs, and it's to keep moths out? Go figure. Squirrels. And apparently if you put it in your vacuum, you can vacuum up fleas and it'll kill the fleas. Anyways, come on, stop. People, stop. You're, you're just talking to me. Right. And, and Jesus says, like, like eat mothball. No, he didn't say that. Jesus said, like, moth, moths will destroy it, thanks to Emma. And, and rust, is your thing's going to get rusty. Like, your, your nice car, it's going to get rusty and full of moths and stink from all the mothballs in it. Like, it's going to be bad. And Jesus says, don't. Don't worry about, don't live. And that's the world today, amen? The world today are working, you know, 18-hour days just to live the good life, to have that, you know, penthouse suite with the five bathrooms and just everything. Like, you know, Jesus says, don't do that. Well, what do we do? Lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, a future with Jesus, a glorious mansion that he's building for each one of us, amen? To see him. Above all, to see him. Like, what a treasure. Like, he, like, think of that. Live for that. Amen? 
the, the crystal rivers and skateboarding down the golden streets and like praise that's treasure man and jesus says lay out for those things as you live here on planet earth verse 24 because jesus says nobody can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other you cannot serve god and mammon what's mammon man money it's another word for money you can't serve God and serve money. You can have money, but money can't have you. You can't have both. You can love Jesus and you can have money, but you can't love Jesus if money has you, right? It's okay to have money. Having money is not bad. I would like a little bit more, praise the Lord. (laughs) But Jesus says, listen, don't be greedy and caught up in the casino life and all that stuff, man. It's going to ruin you. Moth moth are going to eat your money and your car is going to rust he's like you can't do it you cannot serve jesus you cannot do it it's impossible you can't serve two masters you need to love one and hate the other therefore i say to you do not worry about your life there's the key that's what i want us to go home with today do not worry about your life jesus told us that he commanded us do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it, speaking of clothes, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Are you not of more value than they? That was good. They said yes, by the way, for those of you on the internet. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies. Women, why do you worry about clothing? Why do you worry about it? Sorry, it's men too. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all of his glory, was not arrayed like these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, uh, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? He says, don't do that. For after all these things, the Gentiles, the world seeks after. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. That's, that's the answer of how we live our lives while we wait for his return. We don't worry about our lives. We trust in him. We keep our mind stayed upon the Lord We seek Jesus first above all else. We seek his righteousness. We seek his kingdom. We desire him more than food and clothing. And he says, I'm going to give you all of that stuff. Like, think about that. Like, that's an amazing promise. All that we have need of, Jesus will provide it if we seek him first. Amen? We're to trust him. We're to love him. 
We're to obey him. We're to honor him. We're to seek him. And he will take care of you. If we do that, God will take care of you. doesn't matter how you feel now. doesn't matter what you're going through now. If you do these things, if you believe the scriptures, if you obey the scriptures, then God will provide for you. Let's stand. We're just going to close with one last verse. And then we're going to pray. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. The Apostle Paul says this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for your truth today, Father, that we can look into your word. Jesus, we rejoice knowing that you are coming back again. And Lord, we want to be a people, Lord, that are watching and waiting, Lord, and anticipating that great day. Father, we know that, Lord, there's many people who are not ready for that day. Lord, we recognize, God, that, Lord, this world needs to hear. So, Father, I pray that, Lord, in everything we do, we would let Jesus shine through us that we would be your witness, that we would be your people, that we would allow the testimony of Christ in us to shine forth, to shine through to our friends, to our family members, Lord, to strangers on the street, God. Give us boldness, I pray. Lord, may we understand that time is running short. God, it talks about in in Ephesians that we're, we're to redeem the time. The days are evil, God. We're to understand that these days are running, Lord, out, God. We need to understand that that, that day, that, that night where you come as a thief in the night comes unexpectedly, God. Father, it's coming. It could be tomorrow. And God, there's been millions of these messages. Millions of preachers throughout time. Lord, people in the scriptures, Lord proclaim that that we're to be ready he's coming soon and 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 there's scriptures that talk about people said where is your savior where is he we don't see him we don't feel him god we know that this has been this has been preached from the very beginning lord but god it's a truth that we need to be reminded of today and to allow to change us and to check us lord of those people here today that that maybe they don't know you maybe they don't know jesus as lord god may they call upon your name so they can be saved may they trust in you with all their hearts for salvation may they lord repent of sin and be right with you father lord we thank you that jesus christ is coming to receive us back and there we will be with him forever So, Father, we thank you for this time together today. Jesus, we pray that you would go before us now. Go with us now, Lord. Father, may may our lives bring glory to your name, we ask. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Thanks for listening to Matt Noel Ministries Sermon Podcasts. I trust you were blessed by today's episode. We'll see you next time. God bless.